0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Politics, culture, chaos. It's time to make sense of it all. It's time to have a little fun. This is your afternoon dose of sanity. This is the Rich Zioli podcast.
2: Well, uh, Gavin Newsom apologized, sort of for being maskless not really apologizing more of saying hey don't worry about it i gotta take pictures with my mask off because i'm so handsome i've got to show everybody my beautiful smile so what are you gonna do about it all right what are you gonna do look at his face can't be covered up by a mask i'm taking a picture good afternoon welcome to the afternoon podcast hope you are here today or having a good day i should say you are here but hope you're having a good day mondays are hard aren't they Especially Mondays after you've been watching football late at night. Good games, though, yesterday. Very good games. Uh, Where do we begin? First of all, uh, as CNN's Kate Baldwin put it today, lots of reporters today trying to ask the president questions, Uh, but uh, it's not happening. Hang on. Hang on. Let's do this right. Let's do this again. Here we go. Like I said, always the day after when you're watching football late, right? It's always how that works.
3: If I may. But having said that, why don't I stop and uh, take any questions you all may have? And they tell me I'm supposed to call on Governor Cox first.
0: Great, I think we
3: have up. Supreme mom, Court thank, thank you, thank you, thank you and guys. How long you mom, thank list? you guys. Let's go. Thank you guys. Thank, you. You, guys. You, you. Guys. Guys. thank you. Thank, thank you. you guys.
2: I wonder the job of the person whose j- job is just to say so thank you, thank you. Okay, thank you everyone. Thank you. It's the deputy deputy press secretary, but the head press secretary of thank you, and they audition people. All right. Uh, Jennifer, go ahead, please. Uh, thank you. Thank you. No, 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 no. We need much more intensity. Uh, Felicia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. A little less anger. Let's try. Mary, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. It's the right amount of anger, annoyance, hatred of the press corps, uh, you know, looking down on them, a little pedantic, but at the same time, a little bit warm and friendly. It works. It works.
4: Thank you.
5: Thank <laughs> you. All right. We're listening in to President Biden speaking with a group of um, the nation's governors at the White House, touting and promoting the efforts by the Congress and his administration in um, trying to help states through the pandemic to this point. Um, we're going to continue to listen in what happens there. You can see lots of reporters trying to ask questions not happening today. We'll continue to monitor that and bring you the news.
2: Not happening today or any day, as a matter of fact, or any day. Biden did address the uh, border crisis a little bit today. Some gangs moving around, you know, doing some things. You know, there's a,
3: there are gangs we're working on. There's a whole lot of illegal uh, um, movement. A whole lot of
2: illegal movement, you know, moving around and doing things, just kind of moving, moving a little bit here, moving a little bit there. You know, there's a Virginia pizza owner. I'm going to play this for you in a second. Who just can't believe how he can't continue to afford to hire people right now because things are just so expensive. Uh, how outrageous
5: For
6: Vito's are. Pizza Downtown, they pay a high price for the ingredients they need every week.
5: Flour prices, um, cheese prices, chicken wings are just insane. Like, it's, it's honestly just outrageous how expensive things are right now.
0: Owner Seth Westgate says this is also impacting his
5: staff. With our food costs being so high, I can't afford to hire people right now. That's definitely a huge problem. Like, on the weekends, we are just slammed in
2: here. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a major problem for these guys, isn't it? I mean, a real major problem for all these little small businesses right now. They're just getting killed in this economy. Have you checked your four hundred one k? Your four hundred one k maybe getting killed in this economy. Have you looked? It's not good, by the way. It's not good. What's happening right now? I mean, a lot. Of, I mean, really, truly, for for so many people right now, this is just an incredibly, really difficult, expensive time. Uh, just so, so tough on, on, on so many people. But look, I mean, let's face it. A big part of this is because COVID is never going to end. It's never ending. How do I know it's never ending? Because Fauci admitted as much today. He admitted as much that this is never going to end. We'll never get life back to normal the way that it was. And I'm telling you, until that happens, well, look, there's a couple things. I mean, COVID, yes, Biden's crappy economy, the war on energy, all these things, no doubt about it. Uh, But there's still people that are not going back to work. There's still people that they don't have to go back to work. This is what Fauci said. We will never get back to normal.
1: I believe we'll start to see much more being open about indoor situations, be they theaters, be they restaurants, be they schools, be they workplaces. That doesn't mean... That it's going to be exactly the way it was three or four years ago. But I think when it comes to travel, school, workplace, entertainment, we'll start to see a gradual return to normal, even though normal will not be exactly the way it was before all of this.
2: Got it. So we'll never actually really get back to normal. This guy is the worst, huh? Santo Fauci. Because, again, he loves this. He loves being on TV, loves doing interviews, loves doing podcasts. If things go back to the way they were, if things are normal, then this jackass has to go back up to his his 10th floor uh, bureaucracy room and never come back out again. That's the truth. This narcissist cannot be on TV all day long. Every day, all day. He's got to just go back to being a, this guy up in the ivory tower of some bureaucratic, nameless, faceless place, and he doesn't want to be that. He's got a taste for this now. He likes it. Why can't we get back to normal out of curiosity? Why not? With a virus that has a 99-point-something percent survivability rate and we have got vaccines and monoclonal antibodies and pills and antiviral treatments, why can't we get back to a, a normal? Why, why can't we? It's because this guy is a power-hungry buffoon who loves to be on television, loves to be on radio. That's the truth. Hey, look, you may not be politically correct to say it, but it's the truth. And you know, deep down in your heart, I'm right. This guy loves being a star. He loves it. He loves being a star. How many doctors out there think we're long past the point of being back to normal? Well, then that means Fauci's just back up in his office all day, approving grants for, you know, experimenting and see how dogs do when they sniff cocaine off uh, turtles' butts or whatever the next application will be that comes through the NIH. Now, he's also scaring people about going back to work, and he's doing this on purpose because, again, he doesn't want things to ever go back
1: to normal. We will have, and we're already there, literally a billion tests available for people so that they could very Mm -hmm. easily test themselves and families so you could feel much more comfortable when you're at gatherings, dinners, social events, which we don't have that right now. We have a lot of anxiety associated with mingling in indoor congregate settings.
2: Is that true? Because yesterday in this indoor congregate setting of the Los Angeles Rams game, there was Governor Gavin Newsom not wearing a mask taking pictures. Now, you know, about a couple things about COVID, which I don't know if you know this or not. COVID doesn't spread if you've got a nice face and you're taking a picture. Do you know that? It's true. It's true. COVID goes, oh, you're so handsome. You're so handsome. I'm not going to spread. I'll stay right here till you take your picture. Go ahead. That's the truth right there. So where's this anxiety that Fauci's talking about? I don't I think was there is. I very
3: judicious yesterday. <laughs> uh, very judicious. And you'll see the photo that I did take um, where Magic was kind enough, generous enough to ask me for a photograph. And in my left hand, a mask, and I took a photo. Uh, the rest of the time, I wore it. Why does this
2: guy always sound like he's cracking up when he talks? Like a hyena. You notice that? He's, like, like, he's so snarky and, and arrogant that he's, he's kind of laughing, thinking like, I can't believe I have to answer this because I'm so much better looking than you are. That's what Gavin Newsom thinks. I'm telling
3: you. I was very judicious yesterday. Uh, very judicious. And you'll see the photo that I did take um, where Magic was kind enough, generous enough to ask me for a photograph. And in my left hand's a mask and I took a photo. Uh, the rest of the time I wore it, uh, as we all should. Uh, not when I had a glass of water or a thing. And I encourage everybody else to do so. And, uh, and that's it
1: governor phil schumann with fox 11 i know you um probably want to make
7: that the last word on this but given your history with this issue
3: should you maybe have reconsidered taking the mask off for the photo for the the image the message that it that yeah, it might send I, yeah i mean of, of course i was trying to be gracious and i made a mistake you know i mean i was trying to be gracious and took the mask off for a brief second but uh no i encourage people to continue wearing wear them I-
2: So I was trying to be gracious, and my face is too beautiful to be behind a mask. It was only a second. So even though I'm going to breathe all over Magic Johnson, who might have comorbidities and might be a guy, he he was HIV positive at one point. I don't know Magic Johnson's current health status. I know he's no longer HIV, but maybe he has other issues. But that doesn't matter because being gracious, breathing all over him in an indoor setting is much more important than being masked next to him. Again, follow the logic, right? Follow the logic here. If being masked is so critical to save somebody's life, like a magic Johnson, you take the mask off to be gracious and breathe all over him. Cause you need to have your beautiful face in a picture. Or maybe because the mask is a bunch of BS and you know, it's BS and you know, it's BS. And this is, this is we're past the time of pretending that this mask is doing a damn thing. Right? I mean, come on, can we need to stop already. You know what I mean? Can we stop? But this is the hypocrisy. Remember, Newsom was at French Laundry and they love this. this and this, this is a video that they took yesterday, which shows everybody in, in the booth. Magic. Okay, so the governor walks over. His mask is not on. He goes, magic. Gives him a, like, uh, they do the fist thing with the hand thing, and then he pulls him into it for a bro hug. That's what that is. Magic. And then bro hug. Now again, I don't, you know, I don't know. Magic Johnson may be in perfect health; he may not be. I have no idea. Does Gavin Newsom know? I don't know. And nobody in the governor's booth—they none of them are wearing masks. Because it's BS, by the way. It's all BS, and they know it's BS. They know it's BS at this point. Why are they still doing it? Because the left demands it. That's why. Even these Democrat politicians know it's a bunch of BS, but their people are terrified and they love, they they need the cult of COVID and the security of it all. Look, last week, I mentioned this on the show last week, but maybe you missed it. Uh, So the New York Times did this podcast with David Leonhardt and he broke down this poll that was done about COVID. And what he found was that the people who are the most protected against COVID, meaning vaccinated and boosted, are the most afraid of COVID. And he said, it's as if Democrats cannot learn to live without COVID. They can't imagine a future without COVID. And so they wind up doubling down on being afraid of COVID because it's become something now of of a point of identity, of having a mask on, of showing your boosters and showing your, and that's what happens. That's what happens. And so those people are the ones that elect a guy like Gavin Newsom and they would freak out if there was no mask mandate. It's the same reason why there's a mask mandate in schools in some of these blue states is because the people who live there would freak out. Oh, my! I mean, look what they're doing in Virginia, in the blue parts of Virginia. They're suing the governor, the new governor, for lifting the mask mandate. They're suing him. You see what my point is? These people love fear and they love to have somebody coddle them. They're a bunch of wimps. They're a bunch of wusses is what they are. And so they want to control you and me as a context of that because COVID has become their identity. Mask wearing and showing cards and forcing everybody to do things. But, even, but Gavin Newsom knows it's a bunch of BS. He knows. But he knows that if tomorrow he lifted the mask mandate, that it, they'd all freak out. All, the, all his people would freak out. That's the problem. If, if these people believe in science, and if science says the vaccines and the boosters will reduce the likelihood that you're going to die or even get maybe very, very sick and need hospitalization, why are these people not living a normal life? They are the ones who are vaccinated and boosted and still walking around outside with masks on and still demanding that, that their vaccinated boosted children wear masks. Why? Think about that. Because it's in a badge of ad- identity. David Leonhardt got blasted for that by the New York Times. Blasted. So what did the Daily, it's the, the New York Times podcast is called The Daily. So what did the Daily do? when they released version two of that, part two, guess, Fauci coming on and saying, we'll never go back to normal. We'll never go back to normal. You see what I mean? Because there was so much anger over the fact that they had somebody, people in today's day and age, I think really just turn to things like that to have their beliefs reinforced. I don't think people want to be challenged. And this gets me into the Joe Rogan controversy too, because Joe Rogan offers ideas that challenge people and a lot of people don't like it. They don't. They just turn it off. There's so many people that if they disagree with a host these days or a podcaster, I've seen it myself too. They just, they don't, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to lose that sense of I'm right. And I, and, and you're not reinforcing the fact that I'm right. And so that happens a lot and Joe Rogan challenges people. And unfortunately by Joe Rogan coming out and, and, and apologizing and taking responsibility for the fact that people are upset, all he's done now is he's opened the door for them to keep coming after him and and that's the other problem here too is that they're going to keep coming after him now they smell blood in the water and whenever that happens then you're you're going to have them keep coming and coming here's uh oliver darcy on cnn today
6: what about this I guess sort of apology from joe rogan do you think he was put up to it do you think he's remorseful what is what does it tell you
5: uh, I think it tells us that Spotify is under immense pressure right now uh, to do something. They have to quell uh, this controversy. And so, you know, whether Rogan comes out and and apologizes, maybe that helps a little bit. Uh, but you saw in that video, he's saying he still really is interested in having these people with these contrarian takes, these... Uh, frankly anti-vaccine takes on his program and that he will maybe balance them out with some uh, authoritative voices who are reflecting the public health consensus and of course that creates this false equivalence right you know if you having someone on who's spouting anti-vaccine rhetoric and then having someone on who's reflecting the uh, public health viewpoints those those things are not equal and in in presenting them like that certainly suggests that they might
4: be
6: and yet, Joe Rogan has the number one podcast on Spotify. Millions of people listen to him. Audiences are choosing him. Why? What is it about him? Clearly, he connects.
5: Yeah, I think it's maybe that it's it's an unscripted conversation. He does have these people on who... Um are not really uh, given platforms uh, in major media institutions. And that's because they are, you know, ha- spouting all these sort of anti-vaccine rhetoric uh, things that, that that are not in line with the public health consensus. Uh, look at CNN. We have a health desk. We uh, make sure that the information that we provide viewers is, is accurate. Most ma- major outlets uh, have some sort of system in place to do that. Joe Rogan's having a conversation with people that, uh, you know, he finds interesting and and they might attract eyeballs or, or I guess, ears, uh, but uh, they, they are not reflecting the public health consensus. And I think that's really what's uh, unnerved a lot of people over the past few weeks.
6: Oliver Darcy, thank you very much. See, the public still health consensus. Got they are it. the only group still not.
2: The, the, the public health consensus. So let's think about all the things that were against the public health consensus, shall we? And I remember seeing and reporting on the fact that the lab leak theory was uh, was debunked that the the virus absolutely came from nature. I remember that. I remember CNN going with the lie that you didn't need masks when Fauci first said you don't need to go out and get masks. I remember CNN going on about how wonderful cloth masks were, even though now they called it, most recently, a facial decoration. I remember CNN downplaying monoclonal antibodies. I remember CNN downplaying certain drugs. How many times have they gotten it wrong in all these things? But don't forget, though, it's again and he said it at the end he really said it at that point is it's what the consensus is the consensus the consensus and so as long as you are saying things that are not with the consensus you're going to be canceled got it unless you run into leatherface from the texas chainsaw massacre and yes i will explain because i know what you're thinking to yourself leatherface he's back let's cut
1: through the bs this is the Rich Zeoli Podcast.
2: so the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a 1974 horror movie. Maybe you saw it. I'm a big fan of horror movies. The good, the old ones, I think, are so much better. I mean, that one is great. Uh, the Omen, The Exorcist. I mean, some real classics, right? Halloween, the original Halloween. There's a lot of BS uh, slasher movies that are, that are made, but a lot of good ones. But what, what Hollywood always winds up doing, of course, is they just reinvent what they've already done. So Halloween tried this first by having Jamie Lee Curtis come back and revise her character of Laurie and go and fight Michael Myers, because that was everybody wants a little taste of nostalgia, and then that's what they do. Well, they're doing the same thing with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Netflix has a, a remake of it, but it's not really a remake. It's it's a it's it's the next version of this. And so one of the young women who was on that bus, the hippie bus, the the VW bus in the original, I think it was VW bus, in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre of 1974, not the crappy remakes that were made years later. She's back now, 50 years later, to fight Leatherface. But he won't be canceled. He will not be canceled. And this is, I'm going to play just a tiny little clip here of, well, he's on a bus here and there's all these kids on this bus. And there's Leatherface with his Leatherface and his chainsaw. And they pull out their phones and they start recording him. And take a listen to this part. Try anything and you're
5: canceled, bro.
7: Oh! oh.
2: <laughs> and then he proceeds to chainsaw the guy who said try anything you're canceled, bro. So I don't know if the movie is going to be a take on cancel culture, but it would be a welcome, refreshing point if it is. Some horror movies that have been done recently, Jordan Peele's been doing them. They're, they're, they're social commentary Movies that use horror as the vehicle, which was something that was joked about in the, in the new Scream movie, Scream 75 or whatever it is that just came out. And, and, and if this movie is a, is, a, is a critique of cancel culture, uh, then I'm, I'm all in because we need to do something about that. That would be great. Uh, Jessica Millardi Rivera. Spotify's Joe Rogan response doesn't fully satisfy me. This is a, she's on with Allison Camerata here. She's a uh, she's a medical person. Not fully happy by this. S.
7: Rogan's podcast. In response, the company announced that it will add advisories to podcasts discussing COVID to direct listeners to a COVID-19 hub. Joining us now is CNN medical analyst Dr. Lena Wen. She is the author of Lifelines, A Doctor's Journey and the Fight for Or... Public health. Also joining us is infectious disease epidemiologist Jessica Malati Rivera. She signed on to a letter to Spotify about COVID misinformation on Rogan's podcast earlier this month. Uh, Welcome back to you both. Jessica, let me start with you. Um, So I also always want to point out that you're not calling for a show to be canceled or even for the episodes with some of the questionable information to be pulled. You asked as part of this group for clear and public policy to moderate misinformation on Spotify platform does this satisfy that
9: unfortunately it doesn't fully satisfy and I think the important thing to consider here is that these are plans to initiate these content advisories and update their policy we have yet to see them actually roll out we have heard um, anecdotes of several thousand podcast episodes being removed for other violations we've not seen the list um, of those episodes or the reasons why they were removed so I think we're still in a holding pattern to see what these words actually mean in action
2: See, she wants things taken down. She's another one. She's a, she's a Censarati. She's part of the censorati. Wants things taken down. You know, the best way to deal with misinformation is more information. I think everybody with a brain agrees with that, but it's much like how, oh, and by the way, Guy Benson just tweeted, and I retweeted a picture of Guy Benson from Fox News Radio. Uh, Gavin Newsom sitting there next to Michael Keaton, maskless, indoors at the Rams game. Maskless. So no, he wasn't just taking it off to take a picture with Magic Johnson. He's a liar. And, and, and none of the people in the picture near Gavin Newsom are wearing masks. You know why? Because they all know it's BS. That's why. They all know the masks don't do a damn thing at this point. It's all BS. They're only doing it to satisfy their ultra liberal base, who is terrified of all things COVID because it's their freaking identity. I don't need to restate all that. But anyway, so this woman's part of the Censorati. This woman, Jessica Millardi Rivera. She wants this taken down, too, because she wants things that she doesn't like taken down. Doesn't want people exposed to misinformation, you see. She decides what's information. The consensus, remember, the public consensus, what that other CNN guy said. The consensus. So if it's not along with the consensus, it needs to be banned. Got it? They will decide. I know it's cliche to invoke George Orwell, but this is exactly what George Orwell warned about. A truthiness commission that would decide what's truth and what's not. and Anything outside the vein of that doesn't get to be heard.
6: Jessica, one more question to you, because I personally was impressed with Joe Rogan's statement. Basically, he was saying, I hear you all. I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm trying to have a compelling conversation. I'm going to redouble my efforts to have more credible voices. Maybe I'll put them on right after I have controversial voices. I'm interested in just having these conversations. Did you, did that, I mean, isn't that what we want from people who spread misinformation to say, you know, I hear you and I'm going to sort of adjust my
9: behavior. Were you Did that uh, help satisfy your calls at all? You know, I had a very different reaction than you. Uh, I was quite disappointed with his comments because of some problematic language that continues to be the root of this issue and why it became so controversial. This is not a matter of differing opinions. When there is scientific consensus on things as as certain as the spike protein is not cytotoxic, it's not a matter of debate. And, and I'm really kind of growing exceedingly exhausted by the narrative of, uh, you know, because science evolves, we should have different opinions on these things. When there are things in science that are not a narrative, that are actually uh, provable, that are that require consensus and get consensus because of evidence. And I think that when we continue to make this seem like just another topic in politics and that you can have subjective understandings of what's proven to be in the in peer-reviewed data, that opens up a can of worms. So I, I unfortunately was not satisfied with his response.
7: Dr. Nguyen, uh, the Got response it. from Sat- uh, Spotify, She was not satisfied with the
2: response because it didn't go far. And this is what I i mentioned this to you on the show this morning. The, the cancelati, the, the censorati, they, what they don't want, they don't want Wednesday Joe Rogan has somebody on who's all in on the vaccine and says everything they want to hear. Let's say like Wednesday he has Fauci, but Thursday he has on a doctor who disagrees with Fauci. Nope, they don't want that. They want five days of Fauci, or however many days Joe Rogan does his podcast. Five days of Fauci. That's what they want. That's what they want. That was my, by, by the way, that was my, uh, um, five for fighting uh, cover bands uh, name. Five days of Fauci, and anyway, that's what they want. All right, they don't want competing opinions. They don't want different ideas. They want conformity, and if and if they're not willing to do that, it's not enough. This is why Joe Rogan made a mistake. Joe Rogan made a mistake by even ceding any ground to these people, unless you tell them to go blank themselves. They will never stop coming after you. And if they smell blood in the water, they're going to keep coming. That's the reality. Canada has had these amazing trucker protests, as you know. And what they're doing now is they can't believe how overwhelmed. The Gavin Newsom of Canada is uh, Justin Trudeau, another hypocrite. This guy can't believe that all these truckers are now responding by having this massive protest. Thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of truckers all across Canada shutting down the border. It's amazing to see. It's amazing. Well, Canadian broadcasting, it's their version of the BBC or RNPR, actually suggesting Russia might be behind all this. That's the next thing that they do, by the way. Whenever something gets out of their control, what do they do? They turn around and blame it on Russia. Again, standard talking points, of course.
6: Uh, you know, given Canada's support of Ukraine in this current crisis with Russia, it, I don't know if it's far-fetched to ask, but but there is concern that Russian actors could be continuing to fuel things uh, as this as this protest grows, but perhaps even instigating it from from the outset. Uh, you got know, it? Given...
2: Russia might be instigating this from the outset. So all these guys who were there are Russian stooges. Got it? Like this guy. This guy, his name is Mike from Canada. Mila Kedrov tweeted this out. And they asked this guy, seems like a totally reasonable guy, doesn't seem like he's a Russian... Or a Russian agent, but then again, you just never know these days, right? Maybe the guy eats borscht or whatever they eat in Russia. I don't, vodka? Soup of the day today is vodka. So, just saying. Soup's how does it on. feel to be part
4: of the fringe minority today? Oh, this is incredible. All day I've been speaking moistly because ah. of how cold it is outside, but it's, it's awesome. You know, we've been mandated for two years. People are just fed up. You know, people don't understand that the mainstream media is saying it's a couple of truckers talking about, you know, the unvaccinated truckers that can't cross the border. This is a hell of a lot more than that. I don't care if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. This is about freedom, freedom of choice. I want my child to be able to go to university without having to be vaccinated. It's his choice. It's his right. It's his freedom. I'm also fighting for the nurses that have been fired. There's a lot of posts on Facebook going around, support the nurses. and the the doctors, the frontline workers. Well, exactly, that's why we're here. A lot of them have been fired because of freedom of conscience or freedom of religion. They don't want to be oppressed, and they've lost their jobs. We're also fighting for the children, the children who are going to school, and there's a 300% increase in speech impediment because a child needs to be able to see their teacher's face. People are just not understanding why we're here. We're fighting for the children who've never had a birthday party. We're fighting for the children who don't understand what it's like to live a life without a mask that has not been normal this is the new normal this is the Canada I grew up in this is the kind of Canada that I love and that I believe so when are you running for politics? I'm not going to run for politics I'm a. you know what Canada's been complacent there's a lot of garbage being posted out I mean they said oh there's some Nazi flags and Confederate flags <laughs> we've been looking for them we want to talk to those people I can't find the disruptors we're I love open. looking at all these terrorists that Trudeau is scared of you know what I was in New York City New Year's Eve couple of years back the ground was littered with trash we're Canadians we're proud we're not even allowing people to litter we're not going to let them vandalize our buildings People are here. We're together. We're safe. We're having a great time. It's a huge party. And I think July 1st is going to become February 29th. Well, look, I, I good for them
2: for speaking out. But isn't it a damn shame that they got to trash all these people and, and mock them and not even allow their concerns to be heard? Because, again, the public consensus has decided we're going to keep kids in masks. We're going to mandate vaccines. We're not going to give people choices on things. And so people speak up, and they try to speak up, and what happens? Then they're canceled, and they're, they're silenced, which only leads to more frustration. The big question, of course, which everyone should be asking themselves is this. Why do so many people listen to Joe Rogan? It's because the mainstream media, the media, the corporate media, whatever it is, whatever you want to say, whatever, however you want to put it, they, uh, they push the same information all the time. There is no dissension allowed. And so that's why people listen to Joe Rogan because he's one of the voices I hope like you consider I do. I challenge you challenge conventional thinking. You challenge norms. You don't just accept the bs that's shoveled in front of your plate every single day, day in and day out. And things evolve. Opinions evolve. I mean, I think early on in the pandemic, I was I was uh, I think in March I was very reasonable about going along with the two weeks to slow the spread. I think, You'd have to be somebody who's just clearly afraid all the time to believe that that is what's, what we should still be doing now, acting like that's what needs to happen. I think it's at this point, if you're still somebody who's all in on COVID and you're afraid of it and you're living your life that way and you're trying to control people, you're just somebody who's a, who's, who's a liberal and you're never going to change your thinking on this because it's part of your identity at this point. And they're, now they're trying to get rid of the Spotify CEO. Now they're trying to fire the Spotify CEO if he doesn't cancel Joe Rogan. See, Joe Rogan's apology is not enough. It's not enough. They want, until he's gone, they will not stop. They will not stop. Understand that. They're not going to give it up. It's, these people are monsters. They are, they're monsters. And and I can't even, it it, it infuriates me beyond belief. But what I can tell you is, I had uh, some friends over Friday night for pizza and great, great couple, really nice people. And, and he's much more aligned with me politically and his wife is, is not. But pure consensus among the four of us that kids should not be in masks, that this is ridiculous, that these COVID protocols are insane, that vaccines should not be required for children. That's what I mean. She's a liberal and we're conservatives and we're all agree, in agreement on these things. I think the tide has turned. I really do. I think the tide is turning. I don't think every liberal believes this anymore. I think that the the ones in the cities who do, and you can see them because they're walking around with masks on all the time. But I, I think I think the tide has turned around against this nonsense, which I think is really important. I hope so, anyway, because I can't. Enough is enough already on this. Enough is enough. Uh, here is uh, Kamala Harris applauding. Let me let me back up and give you a little taste of this. So what happened So Jen Saki was on a podcast called Pod Save America. And then she was mocking people who were discussing the consequences of soft on crime policy, soft on crime policies. OK, which in my mind means that you don't prosecute people. That's what soft on crime means to me. This is Jen Saki snarks mocking this.
6: If you look at Fox on a daily basis, I mean, do you remember the four boxes that you had that we had on all the TVs? Right. Mm-hmm. Which is on my TV right now. So right now. Just to give you a sense. So CNN Pentagon, as many as 8,500 U.S. troops on heightened alert. Okay, true. Same on MSNBC. CNBC is doing their own thing about the market. And then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean, right? Um, So there's an alternate universe on some uh, coverage. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that.
2: Okay, so... This is Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, who uh, I think is still on the short list to become Supreme Court justice just to get rid of her. And this is what she said when she applauded Eric Garcetti for defunding the LAPD. Ready?
8: So does that mean you support proposals like what we've seen in Los Angeles? Mayor Eric Garcetti saying take some of the money from policing, about $150 million, invest it in health initiatives, training initiatives for youth.
6: I support investing in communities so that they become more healthy and therefore more safe. Right now, what we're seeing in America is many cities spend over one-third of their entire city budget on policing. But meanwhile, we've been defunding public schools for years in America. We've got to re-examine what we're doing with American taxpayer dollars and ask the question, are we getting the right return on our investment? Are we actually creating healthy and safe communities? And that's a legitimate conversation, and it requires a a really critical evaluation. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done.
2: Okay. Now uh, the RNC, the Republican national committee actually put together a little montage of seven minutes of Democrats saying they're going to defund the police. I'm not going to play that for you because I don't, I don't want to hurt you. I I don't, I don't want to hurt you. But um, And that nobody deserves that. You know what I'm saying? No one, no one deserves that. But today at the White House, Jackie Heinrich confronted Snarks on this point about mocking the soft on crime idea. What do you mean by soft on crime? She confronted her on this point. And as usual as you can imagine, Snarks was snarky. Because, was, you know, when you're snarky, you got to snark, right? This is what the exchange was. <laughs>
0: Real quick on crime first. Sure. Um, I wanted to ask about, uh, there was an appearance, your appearance on Pod Save America. There was um, a discussion of Fox's crime coverage. Um, and one line has prompted some criticism um, from people. It was um, stopped on crime consequences. What even is that? Um, were you speaking in your personal opinion, or is that at all um, a reflection of the priorities of this administration? because the criticism is that um, it would reflect that crime is not a priority of this administration. Well, I encourage anyone to
6: listen to the full context of the interview and the conversation. What I was speaking to was a Chiron on Fox News since you raised it, which suggested this administration is soft on crime with no basis. Given we have had many conversations and back and forth with you and your colleagues about the prioritization of the president to uh, ensure that we are working as close partners with leaders, whether it is Mayor Adams, who he's going to spend the day with on Thursday, or other in the country and the facts speak for themselves
2: you know the fact is that this administration could be doing so much more so much more to turn around and tell these governors and mayors you need to crack down on crime now you need to do something on crime now yesterday now you need to do it but they're not doing it why is that because deep down inside again this is about the base and they support this base this lunacy they like it they support it they do and 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 so they're not going to tell these woke prosecutors to stop because these woke prosecutors, uh, they are a reflection of what their constituents believe, which is that criminals are victims of the paternalistic, capitalistic nonsense. Let me uh, leave you with this. CBS this morning and all the morning shows this morning going on about how they support free speech, but... You know, they support freedom of speech. But you know what that, you know, you know how that whole little thing goes. There's no one who supports freedom of speech but me. Let me in my experience goes like this. If you have to give a, discra- a disclaimer like that, then you are a hack. You're a hack and you don't deserve to be anywhere because that means you 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 agree with censorship. That's what it is. That you agree with censorship. Here is CBS. uh, This is now supporting free speech. But
7: so let me just share with our viewers some of the actual numbers. The CDC says unvaccinated adults are 68 more times at risk of dying than fully vaccinated and boosted adults. Check these out. Hospitalization rates for the unvaccinated. That number shoots up as high as 90 people for every Hundred thousand. Mm. So those are the numbers. So Rogan, Those are the facts. Those are the facts. And, and I just want to point out that when I had a conversation with Nils yesterday, he and I asked him and said, you know, some are saying that you're trying to censor Joe Rogan. He's very clear. He believes in the First Amendment. He believes but, that Joe Rogan and anybody else but, has a First Amendment right to say whatever they want. But, he says he doesn't want his music his artistry associated with the platform that would allow him Does he say other artists will follow suit? He's talking talking to a lot of artists. We don't have any names yet, but we'll see. I mean, these musicians are not going to win this
8: battle. Uh, You have a First Amendment right to say what you want. You don't have a First Amendment right to appear on a platform as large as Spotify. That's the issue. Joe Rogan (laughs) is
2: correct. Uh, Look, the First Amendment's not the issue here. This is not the government prosecuting speech. So I don't think I think that's a false equation. They know that they know that. But it's it's something called the spirit of the First Amendment. It's the spirit of the First Amendment. It's the spirit of free speech that these people really, truly deep down inside do not support as much as they say that they do. They don't. They're liars.
8: They're liars. They're absolute liars. That the medical world gets stuff wrong, but there's a process by which the medical world corrects itself, and that process is not interviewing guys on the fringe of the medical world on your massive platform. That's called irresponsible. It's not censorship. Right. Editors are not censors. They're ensuring quality.
6: The other problem, too, is...
2: Quality, get it? And quality will be what Dr. Fauci agrees with. Anything else, not quality. Understand? Understand? Because, again, it doesn't go with the public consensus. The, the theme of today is that if the public consensus does not agree, which is usually driven by, think about it, big pharma and government, they drive the public consensus now. And then the media dutifully jumps in line and does whatever the government and big farm and these big corporations say. Anyone who goes outside those lines that deserves to be not censored, but edited for quality purposes. This is a new way of saying censorship now. It's not censorship. It's edited for quality purposes.
6: People say, well, just turn it off. You don't have to listen to it. The thing is, a lot of people do listen to it and they're getting false incorrect information, and that's why it
7: seems so dangerous. And it he matters who's reached. He has a huge reach. He, yes. huge reach. he just says he's having us. a conversation. But and That's what Joe Rogan will say. Yeah, but it's a, li- a, it's a life or death issue. That's why it's yes. in a special category. Life or right? death, you see?
3: about space or something. Feel young. There is no reason for you and a growing number of musical allies <laughs> pulling their recordings from the site in a battle over the star podcaster and his alleged spreading of covid vaccine and treatment misinformation on the joe rogan experience including promoting the drug ivermectin despite fda warnings that it's not been shown to help with covid19 and may be dangerous
0: spotify showdown with, showdown with, more. with more artists stars and even royals applying pressure and demanding action Joe Rogan weighs in on the controversy swirling around his podcast. The changes it's changes and the streaming platform are making to address COVID vaccine information and why critics say it's
9: not enough. Spotify CEO says it's important they're not a content censor, but acknowledges they need to do more to provide balance when it comes to medical information, misinformation rather. Overnight, Joe Rogan agreeing to help with that goal. Whether that will slow the number of artists leaving the music streamer, only time will tell.
2: Only time will tell. Again, not censorship, edited for quality purposes. Because anything that goes outside of what the mainstream says, the public consensus, you understand, is now poor quality. The more you know. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.